Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 923 of our trek, and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer the questions you may like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Starting last week, we began a new series delving into what makes each of us respond to the situations of life as we do. Understanding this and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. We started last Friday with an overview of the Enneagram, specifically from a biblically-based perspective. Each week, we'll explore a little deeper in the aspects of why the Enneagram is such a powerful tool in understanding yourself and how it can help you to understand others that you interact with and impact. As a review, the tool that we refer to as an Enneagram is a circle of nine interconnected points, Ennea referring to nine and Gram referring to a drawing. Check out today's Wisdom Journal for a representation of this. As I mentioned last week, throughout our personal lives and business careers over the past 40 years, Paul and I have both used and marketed personality profile tools such as DISC, Myers-Briggs, and Profiles International hiring and management tools. While we think these tools are very useful, especially in a business or ministry situation, we also found that they were somewhat limited and focused primarily on the outward personality traits, not core behavioral traits. When I discovered the depth of the Enneagram, it opened up a new horizon of understanding of myself first and also helps me to understand others better. The Enneagram is the most powerful tool of this type that I've encountered for personal growth. Keep in mind though, it is still only a tool and cannot replace or usurp the precepts that are found in God's word. So the question for the next several weeks or months will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? Today we want to focus on how the Enneagram system works. This explanation covers the basics that you will need to understand how the Enneagram works and will specifically be helpful for beginners. As you will see, only a few simple concepts are needed to begin your journey of self-discovery. The Enneagram, however, is ultimately subtle and complex, as you will appreciate the more you use it in your life. We first want to look at the structure of it. The Enneagram structure may look complicated, although it is actually simple. Check out the Wisdom Journal for today and see the pictorial representation of it. It will also help to understand the Enneagram if you also sketch it out for yourself. Draw a circle and mark nine equal distant points on its circumference. Designate each point by a number from 1 to 9, with 9 being at the top, for symmetry and by convention. Each point represents one of the nine basic personality traits. The nine points on the circumference are also connected to each other by inner lines of the Enneagram. Note that the points 3, 6, and 9 form an equilateral triangle. The remaining points are connected in the following order. One connects with 4, 
four with two, two with eight, eight with five, five with seven, and seven with one. These six points form an irregular hexagram. The meaning of the inner lines will be discussed in subsequent podcasts. So let's look at your basic personality type. From one point of view, the Enneagram can be seen as a set of nine distinct personality types, with each number on the Enneagram denoting one type. It is common to find a little bit of yourself in all nine types, although one type should stand out as being the closest to yourself. This is your basic personality type. Everyone emerges from childhood with one of the nine types dominating their personality, with inborn temperament and other prenatal factors being the main determinant of our type. This is one area where almost all major Enneagram authors agree. We are born with one dominant type. Subsequently, this inborn orientation largely determines the way that we learn and adapt to our early childhood environment. It also seems to lead to certain unconscious orientations toward our parental figures. But why this is so, most authors agree that they still do not know. In any case, by the time children are four or five years old, their consciousness has developed sufficiently to have a separate sense of self. Although their identity is still very fluid, at this age, children begin to establish themselves and find ways of fitting into their own world. Thus, the overall orientation of our personality reflects a totality of our childhood factors, including genetics, that influenced its development. Several more points can be made about the basic type itself. Number one, people do not change from one basic personality type to another. Two, the description of the personality types are universal and apply equally between male and females, since no type is inherently masculine or feminine. Three, not everything in the description of your basic type will apply to you all the time because you constantly fluctuate between healthy, average, and unhealthy traits that make up your personality type. Four, The Enneagram uses numbers to designate each of the types because numbers are value neutral. They imply the whole range of attitudes and behaviors of each type, without specifying anything positive or negative. Unlike the labels used for psychiatry, numbers provide an unbiased, shorthand way of indicating a lot about a person without being pejorative. Number 5. The numeric ranking of the types is not significant. A larger number is no better than a smaller number. It is no better to be a 9 than a 2, just because 9 is a bigger number. Number 6. No type is inherently better or worse than any other. While all the personality types have unique assets and liabilities, some types are often considered to be more desirable than others in any given culture or group. Furthermore, for one reason or another, you may not be happy with your particular type. You may feel that this type is handicapped in some way. As you learn about all the types, you will see that just as each has unique capacities, each has different limitations. If some types are more esteemed in Western society than others, it is because the qualities of that society rewards, not because of the superior value of those types. The ideal is to become your best self, not to imitate the assets of another type. Next, we want to look at identifying your basic personality type. As you think about your personality, Which of the following nine roles fits you best most of the time? Or to put it differently, if you were to describe yourself in a few words, which of the following word clusters would come closest? These one-word descriptors can be expanded into a four-word set of traits. Keep in mind that these are merely highlights and do not represent the full spectrum of each type. 
So let's go through the nine types. Type one, the reformer is principled, purposeful, self-control, and perfectionistic. Type two, the helper is genuous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Type three, the achiever is adaptable, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Type four, the individualist is expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Type five, the investigator is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Type six, the loyalist is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Type seven, the enthusiast is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Type eight, the challenger is self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Type nine, the peacemaker is receptive, reassuring, complacent, and resigned. Well, that's enough to be covered in this episode. We will wrap up for today at this point. Next Friday, we will explore what is referred to as the centers or triads, where the nine points are grouped into three centers containing three points or types. While the Enneagram is a powerful tool to help us to understand ourselves better and also to help us understand the perspective of others better, ultimately it should drive us to have more love and compassion both for ourselves and for others. We must realize that our source of truth is from God and can be found in His Word. As we are told in Psalms chapter 25, verse 5, Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I will put my hope in you. Join us again next Friday as we will drill down on the centers of the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. The information that we will explore will allow you to unlock who you are as we travel on this trek of life and discover more about yourself and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 922 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.